0: Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's keep- any pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. If this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going, please not feel any pressure or need to listen to it yeah just take care of yourself just take care of yourself also georgia and i are not professionals no. at all no. when it comes to disorders. like we're, we don't have degrees in this no, we're not, we not. No, <laughs> no we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves wanting to share our stories right and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about there, there will right. also be many resources in our description box so if there's any point during this episode any point at all that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support. No, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that. And that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone. This is a solo episode that I'm just finding time to do by myself. Um, and it's necessary, I feel like, to check in with myself. And I'm glad that I'm doing this solo episode to shed some light on different topics of different um, eating disorder symptoms that me and Lauren specifically may not have touched on. Um, So for this episode, I wanted to kind of base it around the difference between binge eating and overeating. Um, That's something that I've struggled with throughout my whole eating disorder and before and after. Like, from the beginning, um, I feel like binging and overeating often get confused with each other. And I used to confuse them myself. Um, I mean, it's something that those two are very similar. um, And I feel like the emotions behind it differentiate them. And then like... So, for example, binge eating, I describe as an emotional comfort. I would describe it as pretty much putting myself in a kitchen um, so you can physically picture what I'm talking about. Put yourself in a kitchen um, and know that you've been restricting um, Or not eating, you know, beforehand and you're in this kitchen and there is every single food group around you. I'm talking fats, carbs, um, proteins, veggies, fruits even. It doesn't really matter what kind of food group it is. A binge can be defined as a binge in so many different ways. A binge for me would look like me standing in that kitchen and just autopiloting through it, putting anything in my mouth, chewing, swallowing. I mean, I'm not even really thinking about the physicalities of eating the food. It's, um, when I think of me binging, I think of a ravenous person who has been starving and a binge is complete and total loss of control, emotionally, physically, that's that's what a binge feels like and and looks like if you can picture it if you're if you're kind of picture, picturing my visuals and overeating is overeating is the physicality of it i think overeating is eating past the point of fullness and binging is not even giving regard to the physical feelings overeating is an awareness and a mindfulness, actually, because if you know you're overeating, you're mind, you're being mindful. It's, it's hard to differentiate whether or not you're you're being aware of overeating if you're being aware of binging. Because sometimes I know I'm aware of binging. No, no, it's it's more like sometimes I'm aware that I'm overeating, but I never am aware of the binge until the aftermath almost or even like during it i i I can recognize that i'm binging but there's no stopping it because i don't have the control anymore with overeating i feel like there's a point of control still that remains and that's even hard in and of itself because this whole idea of control around food has quite literally crippled me and so many people with this whole idea about controlling food and controlling your body but with the overeating aspect i feel like there's a point where you know you're full, and it's okay to overeat as well. Like, there's nothing wrong with overeating. Um, it can—it's a coping skill, and you know, for for people like me, and for those who have been in eating disorder treatment, obviously, overeating probably isn't a good coping skill. We've learned that, um, but it's normal to overeat, like for example, holidays, like Thanksgiving, it's a normalized holiday to overeat, which is kind of skewed in and of itself. But I mean, that can be a whole other episode that me and Lauren do or something about holidays and what they truly mean and why are they surrounded by food? Um, Yeah. But overeating, I feel like is totally normal. Um, In moderation, of course, it's all about balance. And binging, binging is not normal because binging takes away that emotional aspect of eating. Binging became the most supreme comfort in my life. The first time I binged, I was like five or six years old. And I remember this because a significant traumatic event happened and I used food to completely comfort me, to hold me, the food was, was there for me. And, and I give myself, I give my younger five and six year old self so much grace and so much compassion because she needed that because how is she supposed to, you can't process specific things at such a young age. So your brain protects yourself from these instances, from these situations, thoughts, whatever happened your brain will protect itself and it's gonna find a way. My brain chose food. Ugh, that is almost relieving to say because it's like I'm forgiving myself. I found that I had to forgive my younger self and allow her to have to have that comfort. I gave her that comfort. She she has taken it back, but we've renamed it. You know, like five and six, five or six year old Georgia was not binging. She was not overeating. She was not gorging herself. She was comforting herself. She was giving herself a big old hug. You know, she was, the, the fullness that binging gives you is a comfort that only lasts so long. It's, it's a substance, essentially. Food is a substance. So that was my addiction, that was my coping skill. That was my coping mechanism. And obviously with addictions and substances, it, over time, you need more. Over time, you're hiding more. Over time, you're lying. And it turns into other things. As I grew older and I kept binging, you know, I had no idea that I was gonna start gaining weight So with binge eating, I started gaining weight as a young girl. Um, So that was confusing. I was like, well, what the hell's going on? I'm feeling very comforted by this food, but I know that I'm gaining weight. And I started to get self-conscious of this because the kids started saying stuff at school. It's honestly like the way that all of this has tied together makes so much sense to my younger self. And that has helped me so much in my recovery, like being able to piece things together give reasons as to why Um, factual based and evidence-based therapy has literally helped me so much. Like being able to go back in time, reclaim your coping skills, rename your mechanisms and hugging yourself and allowing and allowing your younger self to have that coping skill because they needed that. I needed that. So I gave that to her as time went on my eating disorder morphed into something completely different um from binge eating it went to restriction because i was like okay here i am gaining weight and i'm getting made fun of and i don't like that so by the time i hit 11 was really when my eating disorder started to morph into something else i became restrictive <clears throat> for a majority of my seventh and sixth seventh, and eighth grade um and I was pretty much just had like a restrictive eating disorder and then I remember binging again for like the first time in years since I was younger and that's when I think like all hell broke loose with my eating disorder specifically because having binged after having quote worked having quote worked so hard on like losing all this weight or whatever. And I thought it was the end of the world. I thought, oh my God, all of this is gonna come back. My quote work is all is all gone. Let let alone I was literally starving myself. Like that was my work. Like no. Like I just wanna get I wanna give eighth grade Georgia a hug as well because the restricting became her coping mechanism. You know, it's like you have to give yourself the grace you have to give yourself the compassion because your younger selves needed these these moments that's how that's what's getting you through and it doesn't justify the behavior but the past is the past and you have to forgive the behavior you have to forgive the behavior to yourself and so when i had binged again that was when another eating disorder came about, you know, like I went through the different, st- like I went through every single extreme of the eating disorder, you know, but uh, once eighth grade hit, that's that's when the bulimia really took over, um, was through high school. And my brain has so many different times in my brain's life where it was thinking different things, giving different rules, like whether that be for restricting or binging. Like it was like, it was like every new year I had a different set of rules and it was so fucked up. Like, and whether that be on like self-punishment or, or, I mean, really my eating disorder was revolved around self-punishment until I was able to break everything down and realize I have no reason to be punishing myself. But there's different times in my life where I would consider a normal meal a binge or where I would consider a regular scale of fullness having been overeating like and it's irrational because it was a normal meal and a normal level of fullness does not mean that you have overeaten or that you have binged it's it just means that you fueled yourself so again having to give myself grace and compassion because I was really struggling back then and I didn't, I didn't know that I didn't deserve it, I guess, which is like sad but powerful because I took it all back. I've, re, I've reclaimed every single piece of my life and given a reason as to why I used to be wrong. I used to be so wrong and that's okay because I feel like if I wasn't wrong, then I, I wouldn't have I would have known how to get right. If I wasn't wrong, I wouldn't have known how to get correct. If I was just going through life on autopilot, I feel like I wouldn't be conscious, like I wouldn't be conscious. So as I'm going through treatment, all through my different stages of my eating disorders, I'm gonna put myself in my 17, 18 year old body and this stage in my life, I was struggling with um, anorexia nervosa, binging and purging um, type, essentially. And this was the um, most ravenous part of my eating disorder. It, it took the most from me. Um, that being friends, that being school, um, happiness, my life, my family, um, binging and purging has taken had had taken so much from me, and I, and I'm finally piecing it all back together um, to take my life back. When I was at Aloria in Milwaukee, I remember struggling so bad eating eating one food group, you know, just finishing one food group or or finishing one meal, and I remember going through my trauma work and finally like coming up with reasons as to how it makes no sense as to why I'm punishing myself. And that almost made my eating disorder frustrated because (laughs) it was like the eating disorder was telling me we have done all of this and you're trying to tell me that it was for no reason or that you never even deserved it. And mind you, my brain is so wired into thinking that that I deserve these things so I'm I was so confused um doing my trauma work because I was like well I was angry I was I was relieved in a way but getting through that last like intense treatment stay was it was like I knew that things were only going to go uphill from there and that was so relieving because i literally thought at one point that nothing was going to get better. I thought i was not going to recover. And it was really surrounded by the trauma work as to why i could break that down and get better and choose recovery. And after leaving Aloria, i was i was still struggling with some restrictive like urges. Like they were more so urges not not Realities for me anymore because I was able to break that barrier of what is true and what is false in my trauma, I guess. And what do I deserve and what do I don't? What I do deserve is love and comfort and peace. And what I don't deserve is harm. What I don't deserve is starvation. I don't deserve that. And I've had to tell myself that I still do, you know, those urges will come up at random and be like, hey, we're still here hanging out. Do you wanna fuck with us? And I'm like, fuck no. But having left Deloria, I was still struggling a bit, so I was still in that like slight restrict and then kind of binge mindset. But I was fuck you, purging. Actually, fuck you. Um purging has taken everything from me. Um the binge part is is difficult but that purge part has taken has taken it all had taken cuz it's all coming back to me now but i was finally starting to realize that binging is not eating a full meal binging is not eating a full like is not eating a whole apple of one food group binging like, because there's different times in my life where I thought that that was. You know, your brain makes these irrationalizations and you, if it's all in your head, you figure out ways to make them true. I have figured out ways to make the most irrational things seems seem like, a uh, duh, seem like obvious, you know? But they were so irrational. Um, what has helped me the most with my fullness and figuring out my my hunger scale is obviously going through, um, like, the motions of, like, actual, um, like, refeeding. You know, you have to get your body back on that schedule. Um, you have to follow the meal plan. And you have to go to the bathroom regularly, honestly. Like, I wasn't able to tell fullness and hunger cues until far after just being on a regular meal plan it's really it's really difficult like just as long as it takes for your body to develop the behaviors it's going to take your body to heal from them so it took me a while to like figure out my hunger and fullness cues and to figure out how do I get better at managing this, this binging versus overeating versus just finishing my meal um, and just versus just fueling myself so When I was finally able to, one thing I found helpful was being able to pick out food descriptors, whether that be textures, tastes, um, colors of the food. And um, I wouldn't give yourself any numbers to work with like, oh, like chew your food for this long before you swallow it. Because that's honestly just another rule. Like I've tried that. (laughs) So you know what I mean? Like fuck the rules. Um, Get your body... I mean, it's so much easier to say because obviously like the eating disorder has to be broken down in order to follow the meal plan. Like it's such a process, but being able to like be in tune with your body eventually becomes so cool. Like I used to think it was terrifying to be in tune with my body. And now I just am so grateful that I'm able to recognize that, oh, I want a fruit right now, or I want to eat this brownie. And when I mean food descriptors, like Take a bite of that brownie, set it on the table. What does it feel like in your mouth? It's kind of mushy, but tastes sweet. And forget any judgments surrounding this food. Start stating facts about the food that you're eating and being able to tell yourself what the food is tasting like, um, what it feels like in your mouth, um, takes your mind away from the thoughts. I mean, they still might pop up, but you have to try your best to just be like, just hang on a second and let me focus on what what this food is in my mouth. And if you're one to to just, like me, if you're also one that struggles at the same time with wanting to just take the whole bite, knowing that I'm giving myself full permission to eat this brownie, I am allowing myself to eat this brownie that this brownie isn't going anywhere the case of brownies is not going anywhere like if I let's say I didn't allow myself this brownie and two days later I'm confronted with this box of brownies you know damn well I'm gonna eat this whole box of brownies like the problem isn't the binging it's the restricting what got me to this point starving you aren't ravenously hungry Unless you starve yourself, that took me so long to understand like you cannot binge if you eat regularly throughout the day I mean you can binge like physically obviously anybody can can binge and overeat, but it makes it harder to do if you are on a regular meal plan, and that took me so long like I don't again, giving myself grace, but I think it's comical that sixteen year old Georgia like Obviously, if you eat throughout the day, Georgia, you will not be hungry at night anyway. But like, you know, like what comes what got me to this point? Restriction. It's not the binging. Binging doesn't just happen or it does. You know, overeating just happens. You know, like that's that's the holiday case like that can just happen. But binging, that doesn't happen unless you restrict yourself. You're you are not allowing yourself something. So your body craves it. It's normal. It's normal. I just want to make normal the eating throughout the day (laughs) you know like let's regular let's let's uh, normalize three meals a day three snacks a day how about we normalize that instead of intermittent fasting and then binging let's normalize just a regular day of eating you know but these are just thoughts (laughs) but yeah like being able to take the time you know set my food down after I take a bite, think about what I'm eating, you know? Then you might want you might even want to add something, and that's fine too. I don't know. Um, I feel like this episode was kind of all over the place, but it also stick to the same theme. But I did just want to hop on here while I had the time and do a solo because I know I've never done one before, and I'm able to talk to you guys a little more personally. Um about my eating disorder and about what I've gone through and what has helped me to get through. And today, I do the same. I still do the same thing. I, If I'm having any thoughts, I'm focusing about what my food tastes like. I'm taking my time. I can always go back to my food. I give myself a lot of grace and compassion. You know, it's almost like I'm making up for it because I didn't give myself enough when I was younger. And that's okay. I was going through it. But... Ask yourself today if you find yourself binging or if you find yourself wanting to binge, what haven't I allowed myself? What aren't you allowing yourself to get to this point? Have you been restricting? Have you been swapping? You know, have you been making exchanges that you don't necessarily want to? For example, I know. If I know I'm craving something sweet, do I find myself going in the kitchen and grabbing the brownie or am I opting for a whole wheat piece of toast with a smear of peanut butter on it? You know, be honest with yourself. What aren't you allowing yourself? And I think I'm going to end that there because that's a really good thought to leave with. But I am gonna also ask that whoever's listening to this tonight, please do one thing for yourself to give yourself permission. Allow yourself to do something. And that doesn't have to be surrounded by food, that could be self care. Allow yourself to get into the shower, give yourself permission. You're allowed to do that. Take care of yourself, you know? And if that's too much, allow yourself to change into nice pajamas, because I know how it is, you know? It's the little things. But give yourself one permission tonight, essentially. And tonight, what I'm going to do to give myself permission, I am going to make a really nice pasta dinner with some pesto. And then I have some shrimp. And then I'm probably going to do a little side salad moment. But I'm going to give myself permission to um, have cookies afterward. I have um, some chocolate chip cookies. And I'm going to allow myself to have two. And even if I don't want two, I'm, I'm giving myself the permission. So if I just want one, that's fine. And if I want both, that's great. And heck, if I, after the two cookies, want a third one, I'm going to give myself permission, damn it. You know what I mean? Anyways, I love you all. I'm really happy I did the solo episode. It felt really good. And DM me, if anything. I love talking to you guys. And... I'm here for all of you. Bye.